Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Football Betting Podcast. This is your home for tips, insight and discussion to inform your weekly football accumulators. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin. I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. And if you're watching the video, you will also see that we're joined by a third guest, uh, Alex from Playmaker Stats. Hello. How are you? Yeah. How are you doing, mate? Thanks for coming on the show. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a of a twist this week, somewhere a little bit different. Um, so I won't steal Alex's thunder. He'll explain who Playmaker Stats are and, and what they're all about. But yeah, we're, we're going to do the show a little bit differently. Um, so we're going to start off with the championship. Uh, that's the league that Alex and ourselves have decided to focus on from a Playmaker Stat point of view. And then we'll do the Premier League and then we'll go into Leagues 1 and 2. Uh, as regular listeners will know. Uh, of course, this show is sponsored by Matchbook. and uh, So you can visit www.matchbook.com and use the sign-up code TFBPODCAST to get a £20 risk-free first bet when you open an account and deposit £25. Terms and conditions apply. It's for over-18s only. Uh, and please let us know if you need any assistance on that. But Tom, I think it's time to introduce our guest and uh, find out a bit more about him. Yeah, so this is Alex from Playmaker Stats. Fantastic to have you on the show, mate. Um, tell us a little bit about Playmaker Stats, if you can, just briefly, what you guys do, um, how they can get in touch with you on Twitter and, yeah, the kind of stuff you put out for, for everybody. Uh, no worries, thanks for having me. It's um, it's a difficult one to describe, Playmaker, because I think, What's uh, very crucial about it is the database that we have on the website. It's a bit like um, a cross between Wikipedia and Transfer Market, is how I would describe it, the amount of detail and everything that goes into it. But on that site, there's features and news articles. Um, today, there was a match report, clash of the day thing for Barcelona's Na- uh, Napoli match, um, stuff like that. And then, of course, the Twitter presence, which is... Uh, at playmaker underscore en, uh, it's just very some some quite niche stats, um, and then just some quite overarching ones for the EFL and across Europe, really. Me and Tom are stats guys, yeah, and we like we eat this stuff up that you put out, especially on your socials. Like, yeah, some of the stats that you're pinging out there, like, yes, scribble that one down, like Tom does, he scribbles <laughs> them all down, yeah, <laughs> we can use yeah. that. I kind of feel like uh, I'm a magician who's having my secrets revealed because some, every now and then you guys will post something and then I'll take that and then I'll read it out on the show and stuff like that. And, and now you're going to spill all of my uh, all of my tricks out on the show. So I'm going to look like a bit of a uh, bit of a dumbass, I think. But no, great to have you on, mate. We've been fans of uh, of the page for a long, long time. Um, so, yeah, we're really appreciated. Yeah, what I want to ask about as well, Alex, is... Um... The Mighty Delta fanzine, mm. which I've been reading, um, really interesting stuff, especially if we've got, obviously we know we've got people on here who listen to, uh, who like fo- the Football League, especially mm. League Two. Um, there's, you know, interviews in there, I think in the most recent issue with what, Jamil Matt, uh, Dom Telford from Newport. So, you know, it's not just a few guys writing stuff about football, you know, oh. you're actually getting footballers to input into this thing, which is... Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, that the on that the latest issue of the Mighty Delta, the the first long piece uh, article at the start is with a unnamed agent, uh, the mystery agent, 
which uh, is very, very good and highly recommended. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just to reiterate, Tom, uh, we are going to do, we're going to flip the leagues on the head. So, the championship is the headline act at the music festival for this show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to go through a couple of uh, games as normal, handpick a couple of tips that we fancy. Uh, Alex is also going to chime in with uh, some stats and some picks of his own. And just a reminder to new listeners and regular listeners that all of our prices will be taken from Matchbook, our official sponsors. Yeah, so uh, let's get kicked off then with a big game down at the bottom. I know we talked off air. A lot of us fancy this game. Uh, Derby County against Peterborough. Derby priced at 1.94 for the win. Um, It's something I like the look of. Um, Derby lost two at home all season and you might look at the table here I feel you see both sides in the relegation zone and think oh it's a, if you didn't know much it's a, you might see us as a big relegation battle which which it is on on paper but in my eyes this is a comfortable mid-table team in Derby against a real relegation struggler in Peterborough and if it wasn't for the points deductions as we know Derby would be bang up there in, in mid-table so I think there's a definite difference in class between these two sides. Derby, extremely good home record. And I just can't get away from Peterborough's shocking away record. Uh, won one, drawn one, lost 13, conceded 42, which is an average of just under three a game. Um, they've conceded two goals, at least, in their last eight consecutive away games. So for me, they're showing nothing in terms of fight and a will to fight for their championship status. Derby very much showing that, especially at Pride Park. And I think 1.94 for the Rams could be definitely something to, to get on this weekend. Um, on the uh, Derby home record, as well as the two defeats, it's seven out of their nine wins this season, seven of them have been at Pride Park, which shows there isn't a necessarily a reliance on it, but games like Saturday are games they pinpoint and they will go for. Uh, with the Peterborough, they're not conceding uh, two away from at home regularly in the last... They've also scored just three goals in eight in 2022 uh, in, uh, in the league. Uh, they've been on a little cup run, but not much of one. Um, they've beaten Bristol Rovers and QPR at home. If you focus on the league stuff this year, it's been really poor. They've not scored in their last four in the league either. So they're letting them in and they're not scoring. What hope have you got? (laughs) I mean, you guys have obviously lent into the stats there. Uh, I'm going to go purely on narrative here because I totally agree. Derby can leapfrog Peterborough this weekend. So the goal difference. uh, So if Derby do beat Peterborough, they'll go level on points. But Derby uh, have a goal difference of minus three. And Peterborough's is a eye-water in minus 37. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, with a win. Derby will climb another place and they'll get that little bit closer to what will be the most miraculous escape. So there's that carrot that's uh, dangled in front of them as well. Mm, yeah, well, I think that segues nicely into something. Anyone here fancy Preston to beat uh, Reading, who occupy that, that slot in 21st in the league? Reading on a terrible run of form, aren't they, at the moment? Somehow Paunovic is still in a job. <laughs> Fans are in uproar. It's getting toxic. And you think with... Reading, Peterborough and Barnsley down there. Derby, they've got a fantastic chance to survive this season. Uh, it's 
12 without a win now for Reading. And that included that goalless draw the other night against Peterborough, which I suffered through. It was terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> Preston, under Ryan Law, they're on the back of four successive clean sheets now. And uh, they've played 11 games under Ryan Law. They've conceded two or more on just two occasions. Every other game has been one goal or fewer. And that's all the statsy stuff. Uh, more subjectively, Reading aren't good. Preston are improving. And Preston are at home. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Last week, um, last week, I referred to Preston as having mid-table freedom. Because that's <laughs> my way of saying that they're on the beach. But it's February, so we can't use that cliche just yet. We've got a few months to wait. But I feel like Preston are playing with complete mid-table freedom. I saw a few fans online eyeing up those playoff spots. I think that may be getting a bit carried away. Uh, but with Cameron Archer coming in from, from Villa, he's been absolutely exceptional, a brilliant loan signing. And yeah, I just feel like they're playing with, with no pressure and it's the perfect opportunity for Lowe and Preston to get their, you know, get everything in, in house and in order for you know, a playoff charge next season going into uh, the off-season. Yeah, uh, 1.72 is the price for Preston to get the win. I don't think we read it out. Um, so not too bad considering, like we say, Preston decent side on the up and Reading very much uh, in decline at the moment. Last little um, narrative point, Tom. Did you see the video online of uh, the Reading fans chasing down their own team bus? Uh, yeah. And you're not yeah. fit to wear the shirt. Not, yeah, not good. great motivation for the players, I don't think that. As much as yeah. I understand it from the fans. No, definitely not. Um, Tom, take it away with the next one. Who do you fancy? Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'm probably going to lean into Borough. So Middlesbrough away at Bristol City. But I've got a little extension. So it's Middlesbrough and over 1.5 goals. You can get that at 2.68. So for listeners who don't quite understand that tip, it's Middlesbrough to win and the game itself to be over 1.5 goals. So it, it doesn't mean Middlesbrough to score over 1.5. 2.68. Tom, you're, I feel like you're the Bristol City expert. You, I feel like you pointed this out before many people. They are giving away goals for fun. Two or more in the last eight of nine games. Like you just, You're just giving yourself absolutely no chance to win matches. Uh, and Borough come into town with maybe the best player in the league at the moment. And I, when I talk at the moment, I'm talking week to week. Isaiah Jones, the right wing back who came from non-league and has has proven everyone wrong, really. I think everyone was a bit concerned when they let Jed Spence go out on loan to Forest. But this guy, numbers-wise, is putting Jed Spence in his place, to be honest with you. Uh, they're scoring 1.75 goals per game on average over their last eight. And a lot of that is down to Jones. I think he got two official and one unofficial assist because he forced an own goal on the weekend. Uh, and with him in that kind of form, supported by his teammates, and Nigel Pearson just going for this kind of... I feel like he's on football manager and he's just put everyone on attack mode. And uh, he's just left the keeper on <laughs> to defend the goal, to be honest with you. Because... Uh, it's not pretty at the back. I don't know if you have any extension on that, Alex. Um, I do. Uh, it's their 11 matches in a row 
where both teams have scored in a Bristol City match. Mm. Uh, 23 of their 32 this season have been both teams to score. And uh, they have two of the most, like you said, the attack-mindedness. They have two of the most productive players in the FL in 2022 with uh, Antoine Semenyo and Andreas Weimann, who have both got eight goals and assists this year. Um, I was going to go with over 1.5 all both teams to score with Borough as well because uh, Borough have scored in nine of the last ten in all competitions. And, yeah. yeah. So, nil-nil then. Nil, yeah. <laughs> Bristol City are an absolute dream for like people who like stats and better based on stats um, as well as 11 games both teams to score and correct me if I'm wrong Alex but I have down 11 games consecutively both teams to score and over 2.5 mm. eight of which were even over 3.5 yeah no one so, yeah there's a lot of goals going in at both ends in, in Bristol City games so yeah you can get a decent value on here so, like I say, over 1.5 for Middlesbrough to score, over 1.5 goals, 2.26 is the price. Um, definitely like the look of that. Um, Alex, do you want to take it over the next one that you like the look of in the champ? Um, yeah, I've gone with Sheffield United versus Swansea and Sheffield United to win and under 2.5 goals. Um, Wes Fodderingham at the minute is the currently on the longest run without conceding for a goalkeeper uh, in minutes that is it's 491 minutes which is just over five games uh, they've not conceded well he's not conceded but they are on the back of back-to-back goalless draws so that's why I'm not necessarily sure it could be a Sheffield United thumping because I like Swansea's style but it's very it's very what Russell Martin was like at MK where it's you can see it it's progressive but it can be very ineffective and a bit Stale is how I would describe it. And the only three teams have scored fewer goals this season than Swansea. And that's Hull, Peterborough and Barnsley. And especially at Bramall Lane. And they've got a very good defensive record at home. I could see them winning, but not with many goals in the game. Yeah, could definitely see that one. Um, Tom, anything you like up next? Uh, I think we spoke about this one off air. Unfortunately... This one isn't going to be the most exciting game, I don't think. Blackburn-Millwall. Uh, I've just gone for under 2.5 because I, even though Blackburn, you know, we were talking about them getting promoted automatically. They've just dropped off a cliff, unfortunately. Uh, 1.6 is the price with Matchbook. Uh, amazingly, they haven't scored in five of their last six games. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, it's a huge drop-off when you remember Brereton Diaz. I mean, if Mitrovic didn't exist, you know, Brereton Diaz at, at the time would have would have taken all the headlines. Uh, he was absolutely mm. firing on all cylinders. Uh, they've still got the personnel. Obviously, Tom being open Nottingham Forest fans, we watched them uh, two games ago now, and they throw the kitchen sink at you. They They have, you know, six wingers on the pitch sometimes and two strikers and attacking midfielders and it feels like they they have basically three defenders and a goalkeeper which might not be that maybe it's just how it felt at the time but they really did chuck yeah. it at us um, yeah and I came one of my friends is a Blackburn fan I have to give him credit for this since they got promoted from League One this is their record in February played 20 won two drew six lost 12 so they just absolutely, it's not a happy uh, happy Valentine's month 
for, for Blackburn. Absolutely no love to be found there. And Millwall, we all know about Millwall, don't we? They're the under 2.5 champions, pretty much. I know there was a video of them in midweek knocking it around, and I think the EFL described them as Barcelona. But 62.52% of their games this season, under 2.5. So I think it's a, it's a safe bet that this is going to be a little bit ugly. Yeah. Uh, head-to-heads as well, seven of the last eight under 2.5, so not typically exciting games between these two sides. Um, any more magic stat dust you want to sprinkle onto that one, Alex? Or um, shall we move on? I've got one that's a little bit niche for Blackburn Millwall. Um, well, Broughton Diaz is out this week with an ankle injury. He's not going to be playing. And uh, no, Blackburn have not had a goal from a substitute this season. Oh, wow. um, so... I went into a bit more just to find a way he could get a bet on in some way regards to that. And Millwall this year have conceded nine goals in 2022. Five of them have come after the 70th minute. So you could suggest that their Achilles heel is conceding late on when teams have decided to change the game. Now, Blackburn are ineffective at changing the game. So that that, that would suggest Millwall's Achilles heel may not be that bad this weekend because uh, they've conceded 33 goals all season and 20 of those have come in the second half with just 13 in the first half. And if Blackburn don't have the quality to change the game as they do because they've got an over-reliance on Brereton Diaz perhaps, that's what the stats would suggest. Um, it favours Millwall in that respect even further as well as the fact Blackburn have scored just twice this year in the league. Wow, I'll tell you what, that was magic stat dust. <laughs> that was pretty pretty incredible stuff, mate. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, Millwall, Millwall, I suppose when I think about it without looking at stats, just with my own perception, I do feel like they come out strong and they're organised and, mm. and they make it difficult for you. But I suppose subconsciously... I. I kind of uh, agree with you there. Like they, they seem to start games really well, and I feel like you're always in for a tough, tough opening tussle with them as they try and kind of wrestle for dominance. Mm. Yeah, mm. definitely. Uh, any more for any more in the champ? Anybody? I'm out. I've yeah. got one. I'll on tap out. Page. I'll tap out so you can end it, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so the commentary Banzi one is another one where I saw a stat and I thought. How can you make that a bet? And, and it's at Coventry, I've come from behind to win a game. Uh, no team has done that more often. It's the most in the championship. They've done it five times where they've come from behind and won. Uh, only Plymouth and MK have done it. Uh, sorry, yes, only Plymouth and MK have done that in the entire EFL. And they have scored the most goals after the 90th minute. 18% of their goals have come in second half stoppage time. So that was the start, and I was looking at what Barnsley could do, and I, I was thinking it's a bit more gut feel and subjective. But Barnsley had their win last weekend. I don't think there'll be many more, but they did get their win last weekend, and there might just be a little bounce in them. So I was thinking something along the lines of a draw at half time, and then Coventry with that game changing ability that they've clearly got to then win in the second half as a draw half time Coventry uh, win bet. Yeah, I remember, especially uh, Giocaris. I feel I have no stats to back this up, but again, just I feel like he's always the man popping up for him <laughs> late on. So yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you take um, what do you take away from Barnsley at the moment, Alex? Do you think there's 
there's grounds for a resurgence there, or do you think they're just you know they've won one game and and that's probably the end of it? Well, when I was trying to justify that bet earlier, um, going through all the stats, I was thinking, I was going through the matches, and I was like, there must be games where they've led a lot more often. Because they've won three matches and I was thinking, I, if they've taken the lead in 10 games, then there's something there. Yeah. Because then it's just, it's that's not a sustainable thing to lose that many games. Yeah. But they've only taken the lead six times in 30 games. So in a fifth of the games, they either don't, they either draw or go behind. Uh, sorry, in four fifths of the games, they either draw or go behind. Uh, that's, I think that's, it's what you said last week, that they're a mid-table League One team at best mm. playing in the championship. And I think that's fair. Which I don't want to be too harsh on Barnsley, but well, I think I, nice. you can save that for for Tommy because he went to watch Barnsley in the flesh and he was absolutely horrified. They were horrendous. <laughs> they were horrendous. Wow! Yeah, yeah, absolutely shocking. Um, so that wraps up the championship, um, which brings to our a close uh, our time with Alex. So once again, uh, Tom, Alex, do you want to tell everybody how they can continue to follow you? Um, it's playmaker underscore en on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Playmaker stats. Yeah, I please think, do check that out. I feel like Alex deserves a follow uh, solely for his Nigeria ninety ninety four shirt. There's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he really understood the assignment when we said that uh, he needed to wear a, a football shirt. About five minutes before going live, he told us he was in yeah. a black hoodie, and then to pull that out of the bag is absolutely exceptional. So. The uh, top of the drum. Yeah, the follow the follow is justified for that alone, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, but brilliant. Thank you very much, Alex, for joining us Good today. Um, yeah, and hopefully speak to you again soon. Um, let's talk about our sponsor matchbook briefly. And then we'll dive into the Premier League, League One, League Two. It feels weird doing it like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it does. Again, thank you to Matchbook, matchbook.com for sponsoring the podcast. As Tom mentioned at the start of the show. You can get your £20 money back as cash sign-up offer uh, with Matchbook if you use the code TFB Podcast during the registration. Um, don't, do want to stress that you have to deposit £25, then you place your £20 bet, and then you'll get that £20 back as cash if the bet loses. Uh, one of the brilliant things about the offer is that you can combine that with the bomb-proof treble that we'll read out at the end of the show, and that is an industry-best-priced uh, boosted by Matchbook, bomb-proof travel. So we've got a good one coming up for you this week. Uh, we've already won one a couple of weeks ago, hit the crossbar on a couple of ones as well recently. So, you know, it's an excellent chance for you to have a £20 free shot, a, a decent bit of cash at the weekend if you back our, our fancies. Um, so, yeah, please do check out Matchbook at matchbook.com. Yeah, that'd be great if you could support us and our fantastic sponsors. Okay. Tom, Premier League then, as we're doing a little bit yeah. of a upside down cake of a podcast. Uh, I'm going to get us kicked off with what I believe is the early kickoff. Uh, West Ham, Newcastle. Uh, going to back the Irons. 1.74 for West Ham. Newcastle have been good, but they have struggled away from home all season. And I don't see why that would change. So, People will point to their 1-0 win at Leeds, which they played okay. It was a terrible game. Two teams put on a horrendous performance. And if you remember Shelby's free kick somehow squirming in 
uh, Melier just kind of parrying it in. Uh, big slice of luck there, uh, for sure, but I don't think that's going to be enough, uh, that kind of performance level, to get near West Ham. And with Kieran Trippier, uh, who's now broke a bone in his foot, he's going to be missing for a while. Still no Callum Wilson. You know, I wonder where the goals are going to come from, because remember, uh, two of their goals recently have come from direct free kicks, and as good as Trippier is at them, it's not going to happen every week. Uh, they've still got the second worst away record in the league. They're one point better off uh, than Burnley, who have the worst. And mm-hmm. West Ham have been up and down, but I think West Ham have got to put in a 6 out of 10 performance to get a win against Newcastle. Uh, the only uh, other thing I had as well on this game, potentially West Ham to win an under 2.5 is 4.5 with Matchbook. I like to look at that. West Ham 2-0. I'd, I think that's where I'd be uh, swinging on this one. Yeah. Trippy a big miss, I think, for Newcastle, yeah, definitely. Huge. For me, Arsenal stands out uh, home to Brentford. 1.48 is a price for Arsenal to get the win. And this this is kind of like the bread and butter for them, for me. Whenever I see Arsenal, especially at home, against a, uh, a team that's kind of lower mid-table, down at the bottom, they tend to beat them fairly comfortably more often than not. Um, they've won five of the last seven home games. They've kept five clean sheets in those seven games as well. And Brentford are on a run, no wins in seven. Uh, lost a lot of games recently, really starting to fall down and get sucked into this relegation battle potentially when a lot of people kind of thought they'd be safe. Um, but looking at Arsenal's recent results, you know, they beat Norwich 5 0, they beat Leeds 4 1, Southampton. 3-0, uh, Newcastle 2-0. So teams that are kind of of a similar level to Brentford or at least a similar um, placing in the league table, Arsenal just kind of swat them aside fairly comfortably. And I expect no different this weekend. Same, same. Brentford conceding 2.375 goals a game over the last eight uh, giving themselves absolutely no chance. And yeah, I think Gary Neville said it uh, the other day on TV. Brentford are in a re- relegation battle. Reset your mm. reset your mindset on Brentford. They are not a good side at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Brighton-Burnley. Let's spend as little time on this as possible because it's going to be an absolute dog's dinner. But I'll, uh, I'll take 1.7. For under 2.5, uh, I've got four stats here, and I don't think anything else needs to be added. So, Brighton, five of their last six, under 2.5. Burnley, four of their last six, under 2.5. Brighton, 79.17% of all their games this season, under 2.5. Burnley, 61.9% of all their games, under 2.5. I don't have anything else other than the eye test that tells me that neither of these teams are very prolific. And uh, 1.7, I was actually expecting it to be worse, to be honest with you. That's not a bad price. No. (laughs) I've got one at a very similar price, uh, 1.68 for what I like. Southampton, Everton, both teams to score. And like you, you know, there's a couple of stats which stand out. I think that's all we have to say. Um, Southampton, 10 consecutive games across all competitions, have been both teams to score. Um, so, yeah, you, you certainly wouldn't bet against it being an, an 11th game here. 
Southampton, obviously, as you'd expect with that kind of stat, more than capable of hitting the back of the net at the moment. Uh, and then Everton have had their little resurgence under Frank Lampard, won two of the three games he's taken charge of, um, scored seven goals, sorry, eight goals in the process and conceded four. So, yeah, again, three games, scored eight, conceded four. There's, uh, you know, plenty of goals going in at both ends. So I'd expect this one to be another game where it could be fairly entertaining. Uh, not sure who's going to win it, but I do think there'll be both teams to get on the score sheet. Liverpool to win to nil against Norwich at Anfield is my next tip. It's 1.76. Uh, Liverpool haven't really missed a beat, have they, since the whole AFCON uh, struggles that were predicted. Um, they're now at full strength, plus they've brought in Diaz and Harvey Elliott's coming back as they look to close in on Man City. And they've won to nil in four of the last six, including the last three games against Arsenal, Burnley and Inter. Um, I've been saying all along, I think Norwich's form is, is a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I think it's uh, puffed up a little bit. Poor opposition, slices of luck. I think coming up against the Liverpool side, uh, that, that will have way too much for them, uh, will be uh, plenty for a clean sheet for Liverpool and a win. A handsome 3-0, I think. Definitely like the look of that one. Um, anything else you like in the Prem, mate? I tell you what, I, I flirted with Villa, but I don't think I can back him at 1.66. I think that's very tight. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, I do like the look of Wolves. No, Wolves at home to Leicester. Uh, that could be something we can sink our teeth into. Wolves on a very good run of form. They've won five out of the last six games. Leicester, as we know, has, as we often spoke about, conceding lots of goals, no wins in five, without a clean sheet in, in six. Um, and I think Wolves to get a victory at 2.28 off the back of their win against Spurs, a, a pretty comfortable 2-0 last weekend, which we said, you know, we weren't confident enough, were we? I said double chance, Wolves or draw against Spurs. Uh, ended up getting the win. Fantastic result, not wholly unexpected, but again, good price to beat this Leicester side who are kind of struggling at the moment, especially in terms of keeping them out. Um, yeah, I think Wolves could turn out to be a decent bet. Right, so that wraps us up for the Prem. Um, let's look at League One then. So I know we've spoken off air a bit about League One. There's not an awful lot that takes our eye, but uh, for me, there's one that kind of stands out. Bolton at home to AFC Wimbledon. Uh, Bolton a price at 1.87 this weekend to get the win. Uh, Wimbledon, no wins in 13 consecutive games. Yes, they got a decent draw against Sunderland last weekend, but still the stat remains, no wins in 13. Then 20th in the league, um, not exactly having a fantastic season. They're coming up against the Bolton side, who at home, doing very well. I'd say, recently. They've won six of the last eight home games, including five of those home games they've won to nil. They've scored at least two goals in eight of the last nine home games as well. So combine them together, you know, Bolton are generally scoring at least two in every home game and they're not conceding too many, uh, winning plenty of games to nil. Uh, I think you'd be hard-pressed... If this was a two-all draw or, you know, Wimbledon to score three at at the University of Bolton Stadium. Yes, Bolton can be a bit patchy and ropey away from home. We saw that last week against Burton. But at home, much more confident. You know, 
had that massive six 0 against Sunderland not long ago. They're beating Ipswich, they're beating Charlton, they're beating some good sides at home recently, and I think they can do another this weekend. Yeah, I think Bolton at the uh, University of Stadium, uh, basically masters of the transfer market, aren't they? Pretty much, mm. they're right in the course for everyone else to read because yeah, they've been fantastic. All the signings that hit the ground running, and uh, I think Wimbledon. Hang on. What? Hang on. What? They're writing the course for everybody else to read at the University of Bolton Stadium. I think Wimbledon can be a <laughs> Wimbledon can be a little bit sticky, uh, but I right. but you can't deny the uh, the home goal statistic that you read out there. <laughs> oh no, that was really good. I, I really appreciated that. That was thanks, thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, let's. <laughs> Let's take a seat. Let's take a seat with Wickham at home to Cheltenham. One point eight one for the chair boys. I'm ready, Tom. I'm ready to back Wickham. I think they're too good to struggle much longer. I think Cheltenham are a good opposition to play when you need a win and you're trying to get back on that horse. And we've mentioned this numerous times in previous episodes, you know, the the most obvious and the most successful thing is, is picking a team who has won six in a row against a team that's lost six in a row, of course. But runs come to an end and, you know, we do our best to try and find when those runs are going to come to an end. And Wickham haven't been great recently, but I think, as I said, they are about to get back on the horse. 17th best away record in the league for Cheltenham, if not one on the road, in the last six. And, you know, even with Wickham sliding, they've still got the seventh best home record. They're still a playoff side. Um, you know, I don't think we should start thinking that they're not a good team. Form is temporary, class is permanent, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. They've also, Tom, got Akin Fenwer back for this game as he was cleared for TV coverage for the Super Bowl uh, last weekend. He was unavailable. So now, now he's back because the Super Bowl and the NFL season is over, so he can play again. I don't, I don't know if he's got his priorities quite quite right there, has he? Well, ask his bank, ask his ask his bank account. Yeah, yeah, All right. Well, um, I agree. No, I think Wickham should be good for one this weekend. Do you remember, kind of mid October, early November time? I was really doubting Wickham. You kind of said, keep with, keep with. They they went on a run where they didn't win for six consecutive games, I think, across all competitions. Um, then after that, they snapped out of that bad run with six wins in their next nine. So, like you're saying, form is temporary, class is permanent. They've shown that once already this season. Got over a sticky patch, rebounded strongly. Currently, again, in this little bit of a sticky patch, but yeah, you, you definitely think they can bounce back again, as, as they've already shown that they can. Yeah. Uh, one more in League One for me. It comes in the game between Fleetwood and Lincoln. I think this game could be both teams to score. Um, Fleetwood without a clean sheet in six consecutive games. They've had four of the last five both teams to score. Lincoln without a clean sheet in eight consecutive games. Uh, they've had five of the last six both teams to score. So... You've got two sides here. Um, can't keep a clean sheet between them. 
So you think that would lend itself again to being a both teams to score games. So that's the stats-based route we're going to go down for this one. Lovely. No more for me in League One. So happy to move into the fourth tier. Yeah. um, Not an awful lot stood out for me in League Two. Um, Do you want to kick us off with what you liked? Yeah, I'll kick us off with an obvious... <clears throat> I'll kick us off with an obvious bet here, uh, just with a very big speed bump, really. Forest Green, home to Walsall, 1.55, so pretty short, but they are the runaway league leaders. Uh, Tom, we spoke over WhatsApp. Uh, we were mightily impressed with Walsall being able to attract Flynn, uh, formerly yeah. of Newport. We thought he might be in line for maybe a mid to lower League One job, maybe, top of League Two. Uh, he's gone in at a huge struggler in Walsall, who, as far as I know, they don't have a lot of money to throw at him and they don't have like a great youth academy. Like, Not sure what the draw is, but good luck to him. That kind of appointment is sure to lift the players, the fans and the club because it's a coup. Um, but... Is it going to lift them enough to get to the extraordinary heights that Forest Green have shown time and time again this season? They've not lost in 12. They've won four in a row. This is Forest Green we're talking about. Uh, and they've even managed to get a few results when they're not playing ever, ever so well. They've snatched a couple of late draws and they've got a couple of late winners. That It's that classic kind of Sir Alex Ferguson line, isn't it? You know, when you're getting results and you're playing badly, it's a... It's a great sign. I think good things are to come under uh, Flynn at Warsaw, just not this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I can see that one as well. Um, for me, 1.7 for Exeter to get the win at home to Barrow should be a, a decent price. I feel like Exeter are a really good example of how close League Two is this season and how if you go on a good run, you can quickly change your fortunes because they were kind of 8th, ninth, they're on a fairly lengthy run without a win. They've gone and won six of the last seven games. They're into third now. So it shows you if you can string a run together and you're kind of near the top of that, top end of that division, you can really catapult yourself into the playoffs and beyond like they have done. So I think the momentum is well and truly with them. Um, Barrow not having a great season in particular. They're in 20th, they're five points above the relegation zone. So still kind of got one eye over their shoulder at the trap door if teams below them start to improve. But yeah, Exeter, six clean sheets in the last seven games, six wins in the last seven games. I think, again, at home, they should get another one. The confidence that they would have got as well from their most recent win, uh, where they actually won 4-3 at home to Harrogate. They're 3-1 down with about 20 or so minutes left to go. Fought back ended up scoring a 95th minute winner to win 4-3. So that's going to give them even more momentum and confidence than they've already got. So, yeah, should be a, a, a fairly steady win for Exeter this weekend. Long old away trip for Barrow as well. Mm-hmm. We always yeah, bring this true. up. If it's not the Premier League, you know, Barrow aren't taking a private jet. They'll probably get halfway, stop over somewhere, hotel midway, and then do the, the same again and... Yeah, it, it can really play a factor uh, down in the fourth and, and below. Uh, Tom, the wob- I'm calling this game the Wobble Derby. 
Okay. <laughs> it's between Tranmere and Port Vale. I'm going for Port Vale double chance in the Wobble Derby. Uh, 1.42 for Port Vale. The reason I'm calling it uh, the Wobble Derby is because Tranmere are just starting their wobble and Port Vale are coming out of theirs. So I feel like it's kind of, you know, one team on the up, one team on on the, on the slight decline. Um, Tranmere's wobble has been more away from home, uh, but still they've lost games to Warsaw under Matty Taylor uh, and have started conceding goals. Their defensive their defensive record was never sustainable. They would have broken EFL records left, right and centre if they continued at that rate. Some variables are coming to bite them in the bum a little bit. And Port Vale, who I kind of, not forgot, but I started to not believe that they were promotion material. Um, similar to the Wickham uh, thing, they're a good side at this level. Unbeaten in five now, including games against Northampton and Forest Green Rovers in there. They're proven they can mix it with the best. Um, yeah, similar to the Wickham thing. They went through a bad run, but you know they've come out of it because they're a good team and the cream's kind of rising to the top. I expect them to finish in the top seven and I can see them getting a draw, maybe a win at Tramia. I think a draw is more likely. Uh, I wish it was priced a little more handsomely, but double chance, 1.42. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. So I was look, actually looking at Tranmere and I was considering oh. mentioning Tranmere um, in this part of the show because I think their home record is really something. <laughs> like they've won seven of the last eight games at home. Mm. And I know, like you mentioned, they've lost a couple recently, starting to wobble a little bit, but still at home, remaining very strong. Um, six. They've won six of the last seven to nil as well so like you say that their defensive record especially at home is is fantastic um i'm not ready to go against that yet oh okay so My, that for me is why i'd be looking towards Tranmere for this one. i would just ask you if port vale can go away to forest green and get a draw can they go away to Tranmere and get a draw uh There's only one answer Potentially, they can, yeah. But, you know, Tranmere got the best home record in the league. Yeah. Conceded 10 goals all season at home. So, it's a, it's a tough, tough place to go. It is a t- <clears throat> but I'll take, I'll take your point. I think it's very much a tossy coin. You, it could go any way. But I, I would personally lean on the side of Tranmere. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm on the side of Robbie Williams here. Uh, so that closes off the top four uh, leagues and the tips. So we will do a very quick visit to last week's Bombproof Treble because it did not really go to plan, unfortunately. Exploded in our faces. Yes. So uh, QPR went and lost to Barnsley. That was probably the biggest issue that we had. Uh, Nottingham Forest as well. Failing to uh, to put up for us, which was a bit disappointing. And Tramir as well, failing to get that win for us. Um, so that was a big one. It was priced at 13.0. So it was a little bit more ambitious. We've kind of pulled it back a bit, reined it in a little bit this week. Uh, mm. And Tom, you can deliver this week's Bombproof Treble exclusively boosted by Matchbook. 
Yeah, so again, you can combine this with the sign-up offer for Matchbooks so you can get your £20 money back as cash on the bomb-proof treble uh, if it doesn't win. Um, so we've gone for Arsenal to beat Brentford, Bolton to beat AFC Wimbledon and Exeter to beat Barrow. So three uh, home sides here, all against sides that aren't doing particularly well at the moment. 4.7 is the price, best price we've got from Matchbook. Um, so £10 example stake will return you £47. The £20 money back as cash sign-up offer, if you were to stake that on the bomb-proof treble, that would return you 47 times two, 94 pound. Um, yeah. So again, just to run down the list to, to show you it's best, it's best price. If you bet with Coral, you're getting a 4.45 Betfair 4.44 Skybet 4.36, uh, Bet365 are at 4.3. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, the standard sports books aren't pricing this as well as matchbooks. So please do get on it, get on it, support the pod, take advantage of the offer. And uh, hopefully we'll all have a bit extra cash in our pockets uh, come, what, five o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, and as Tom mentioned in the show last week, uh, we work very closely with Matchbox. So if you if you wake up on Friday morning, Saturday morning, whatever it is, and, and you find that a rival uh, bookmaker has priced it better, let us know. T underscore FB podcast is our Twitter handle. And we will get in touch with Matchbook and they will beat it. They will change it and change it and change it and change it until it is the best price on the market. So keep that in mind as well. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, that's all for today's show. A bit of a different one, but hopefully you've enjoyed it. We certainly have enjoyed recording it. Um, thanks again to Alex. Check out Playmaker Stats as well, the website or Twitter. And we'll catch you uh, next week, same time. <laughs>